Yo. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Guess we'll go ahead and get started. Let's do it, man. All right. So, um, yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to answer a few questions for us. Um, why don't you, let's start out by just having you tell everyone who you are, where you're from, kind of give them the basic information. Uh, all right, Pacer. And I'm from Tennessee. I ain't going to give exactly where in Tennessee I'm from, but Tennessee nonetheless, down south, the dirty south, I suppose. And that's about it. <laughs> cool. All right. So uh, what about um, what about Cruz? Cruz, MFK and Law's crew, made for killing, uh, my family kills, metal fingers, uh, life after wild style, Lost in Worthless Souls, and Laughing at Wax Suckers. <laughs> nice. Okay, um, so Pacer, where did the name come from? Oh, man. Where did the name Pacer come from? Actually, I do got a little story about that. Uh, I used to write a name before I wrote Pacer, and I won't go into details on that, but um, I, got, I got hemmed up, I got popped, and... It got to a point where it was pretty bad, and it was one of those things where I was kind of at a younger age, and I was in a transformation of, you know, what kind of styles I wanted to do and what kind of letters I wanted to do. And, I, you know, I just, after I got hemmed up, I thought that it would be a good time to really start a new name and really kick things off. And uh, I actually had a, I was messing around with some letters, and I had an uncle that was in the hospital, and he had a pacemaker put in I guess he, he couldn't he couldn't his heart just stopped so they put a pacemaker in and it was that night I was uh just kind of sketching and messing around and this and that just trying to brainstorm uh different names and trying to figure out what letters I really wanted to freak and um uh you know I found out about his incident and I was like man pacemaker you know pace pacer pacer oh you know let me let me fuck with those letters real quick I just started messing messing around with it and doing hand styles, and that's pretty much where it came about. <laughs> cool. Oh, that's a great story. Yeah, yeah, it's a little different, but you know, it's pretty, it's one to tell, I suppose. <laughs> so, what what year was this? When did the name Pacer come about? Uh, the name Pacer came about in two thousand. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was two thousand exactly. I can't remember what month it was, but uh, I just remember it being two thousand, and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much it was 2000 when I came up with that name. Is your uncle doing okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he's doing real fine. Actually, I kicked up with him not too long ago. We just had a couple beers at this local spot, and uh, yeah, I told him that story not too long ago, and all he could do is just chuckle. He, he, he didn't really know what to say about it. <laughs> so he, know, he knows that he inspired your graffiti career? I didn't go into details in that. I don't know how much of a, a graffiti career you want to call it, but yeah, I, I th he got the gist. He got the gist for sure. All right. So, um, back before Pacer, when when did you start painting? Oh, I started painting. I I I've been in graffiti for a long time since like uh, about '96 or '97, um, and I actually did my first started doing my first street tags. In, in 97, and 
that's pretty much where it kicked off. You know, I, like I said, I've been into graffiti for a while and, you know, looking at graffiti and things like that and looking at a bunch of people in my city that inspired me at the time at a young age when I was coming up and, uh, or in graffiti and I wouldn't say in a young age, but, um, yeah, pretty much just kind of started in the local ditches around, you know, from my crib and stuff like that. And, just practicing stealing cans up at the local shop, mom and pop shop, and you know, just going around in ditches and doing tags and throw ups and stuff like that with a couple of my dudes. Nothing else to do. <laughs> That's pretty much where it where it all started. So, I mean, what inspired what inspired you to write graffiti in the first place? Oh man, what inspired me? I, you know, honestly, I, I used to listen to. Uh, I still do listen to you know a little bit of hip hop here and there, not as much as I used to. But uh, it was pretty much listening to old KRS One cuts and just you know him talking about bombing subways and you know stuff he, he was doing. You know, bombing this and that, doing throw ups with his crew, and I was like, you know, damn, that sounds like something I want to do. You know, back then I was like. <laughs> trying to be some hip-hop dude, some hip-hop kid, you know what I mean, and listen to a bunch of hip-hop and break dancing and doing stupid tags here and there. But you know, pretty much it's like, you know, from the hip-hop, I, I caught a lot of influence from the hip-hop I was listening to. And uh, honestly, watching the trains go by up the street from my house, me and my buddy just, like, sit there, steal a couple beers from the local corner store, go drink some beers and watch the trains go by all day. And I was just, it was something that I really called on to and something that I really wanted to do. I wanted to take my life and, you know, some, just run with it pretty much. Something that I really wanted to do. So were you always into trains? I mean, when you first started painting, or is that something that came about later? Uh, it's it's always been trains. Um, honestly, it's, there's, like I said, there was a, a main line, UP main line that ran right by my house at the time. And it was, I'd always go, like, whenever I'd hear that the engine just horn from fucking miles away and i would just run up there get on my bicycle and just ride up there just to watch the train go by whether it was to hear the the screeching or to watch the rusty box cars and just watch you know graffiti in general and just fly by right in front of my eyes i thought that was like the most the realest most amazing thing i've i've ever seen pretty much it's so real you know yeah and it, and it caught caught my eyes kind of like a, a younger age and it was something that I it really inspired me, for sure. So definitely, it was trains that uh, I pretty much started started off on, like right off the bat. It seems like the three things um, people like to paint now are, you know, trains, the city, and girls. So, um, <laughs> what? Which is your? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing trains is your favorite, or maybe girls is your favorite. I don't know. Anyway, but. Um, Compare and contrast walls. Like, what do you paint walls? Do you paint much in the I city? Do. Or I, I do. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not by any means claiming I'm some all city king. You know what I mean? But I, I definitely hold my own, and uh, I like doing. I, lo I love doing walls. I mean, there's nothing like doing a really good production wall with your crew. I think. I think walls in general like show the spotlight on your talent pretty much. If you know what I mean, like. You know, you go out there and you're in front of a wall, like just production walls, whether it's like a trestle bridge spot or like a low key, like little cutty spot or an actual production legal wall that you got. Um, I really think that I, I like walls. I like doing productions and 
you know, I like bombing too. I'm, I, I try to stay uh, all around as much as I can, but trains are definitely have caught my attention. Have been my main focus for the last couple of years. Cool, cool. Um, do you have any model trains that you've painted? I'm a I'm a huge, huge, huge HO scale collector. Like I, I go to train shows and and I order and I, I bet on eBay and do all sorts of shit just to you know get rare cars and stuff for for um. For HO scales, and I'm actually um, getting into weathering and I'm we- weathering them too. Like, I, I, there's this dude here in town that weathers HO scale trains, and he's a he's a mega badass. Like, he's been he's been doing it for a long time, and you know he's an older guy, and he's 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 on top of his game pretty much. He's no he knows what he's doing. So I'm trying to get up under his wing real quick and learn how to weather them and stuff like that. But but also you know on on the topic we were talking about is. I do have some some model trains that I have painted, and I'm I've got a couple in, in work in progress right now, but I haven't um, I haven't finished them. You know, I'm half-assed them. I'm like, fuck, I'll come back to it later because it's really critiquing. You gotta like, uh, I, don't, I can't sit there and like work with like a little marker, you know, just whatever I'm using. So, but yeah, I, other than that, I, I do have a I do have a couple. So uh, you mentioned painting productions with your crew. Um, how did tell us the story of how those two crews got started, or how you became involved with them? And oh man, the story uh, behind the crews. How I how I got started with uh, MFK and Law's crew. Um, you know, I can't go into all details about all my stories and all that because some of it needs to be left in between crew and family. Um, yeah, no, but sure. you know. Um, I, you know, I got put down with MFK, actually, you know, it wasn't too long ago, it was probably in, uh, 04, and, actually it wasn't 04, and, uh, because, you know, MFK is a pretty, pretty young crew, we, you know, we haven't been around that too long, I, I know MFK started in 2000, um, with this guy Berlin, and this guy Ones, and this guy Mr. Marvel, and they were living in Indianapolis, Indiana. And those were the three guys that, uh, and Ruck 41 too, excuse me. And those were the four guys that started MFK in Indiana. And uh, they got a hold of one of my buddies, uh, Say So, which is now uh, unactive at the moment, but he's you know still the homie nonetheless, an MFK uh, member till death. But uh, he um, he uh, was living in Memphis at the time, and me and him were doing some things together. And he gave me a call and said that this guy, uh, Berlin, and this guy, Ruck41, were going to come in town, and they were talking about doing some trains. And Seiso wasn't uh, doing any trains at the time, so he kind of, you know, hinted to me that, you know, take these guys out to the spots, because I was, you know, one doing the trains out here at the time. And uh, we linked up one night, and it was really, it was a great night, man. It was like, the, the skies were perfect, the weather was real nice, we went to this UP yard, there was back when up fees were booming and there was like five or six up fees in a row. And, uh, we just went in there and did like three right in a row. The rest of them were crushed, but we caught three real good ones and, uh, just kind of kicked it off after there. Um, we really just started doing, uh, doing a lot of things together, doing some traveling and, uh, you know, I'd go up there and kick it with those guys and you know they'd come down back to down south, and I'd go back up to the Midwest, and it just kind of clicked. And we were we were partying one night, and you know after that it's it's been nothing but a uh, nothing but crew and family. <laughs> cool, <laughs> pretty much. 
Nice. Um, what about Law's Crew? Uh, Law's Crew. Man, uh, Law's Crew started uh, CN from, uh, he was living in Chicago, and I can't give you the exact dates, I don't want to lie about it, so <laughs> I'll let him talk about that sometime, but uh, right. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, I know he brought the crew to San Antonio, and it's pretty much San Antonio based right now. We got a couple guys, you know, one guy out in New Orleans and a, a couple guys just out in other areas. But, you know, I, I had a homie of mine, Kodak, um, at the time was doing a bunch of things in Tennessee from TM crew thoughts manifested. And, uh, they were doing a production. He brought this guy, uh, demise down. They were real close friends. And it was kind of one of those same scenarios where Kodak wasn't doing any trains. So, he gave me a call and was like, hey, uh, Demise wants to go, you know, to some train spots and do some cars. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll put them on. You know, we went out and met up for a couple ice-cold beers at the local store. And uh, after that, me and Demise went out and did a couple cars. Uh, we switched numbers and this and that. And then, you know, I went up there and saw them a couple times. And after that, the rest was history. Cool. It just pretty much, uh, pretty much clicked after that. You know, those are some of the best friends that I'll ever have. Those are, those are my homies and my, my companions and my partners. Nice. So do you do you do a fair amount of traveling? Do you go see these guys? or? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I try to keep tight niche with these guys as much as I can. Um, I try to make a couple trips here and there uh, out to Texas and, you know, to Indiana as much as I can. And, you know, we got a, we got a couple crew members in different areas now. I, a couple of them have moved down south, and, uh, you know, we're doing some things here, and a couple of them are still staying in their hometowns and stuff like that. But um, I try to go and see those guys, and we try to have uh, crew meetings, you know, once a year if we can all get off work and, and our our heavy, busy schedules, if you will, and uh, try, to, try to get together and, and do some things as a crew. And, you know, it, it sometimes doesn't even include painting, man. It's going and kicking and Drinking beers, socializing, doing all that shit, but most of the time it's usually trying to handle business some way or another. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so, um, you know, one thing, you know, from your style, I guess I'm curious if you've had any, you know, formal art training or were you always into art or which came first, art or graffiti? Oh, man. Uh, hmm. Let me, uh, <laughs> you know, I. I I'd probably have to say art. I'd, I'd definitely have to say art. I you know I took a couple art classes in school, and uh, always been inspired by art and things like that. Just always been drawing and always been um, doing doing you know just like taking a couple. I wouldn't say like I took. I maybe maybe I did some art classes in you know middle school, high school, things like that, such. But um, never like outside of there. But I'd pretty much say art was the uh, was the first for sure. Like I started started doing some art stuff before uh, actual graffiti, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what? Like painting canvases, or I mean, do you, do you use it outside of graffiti now? Do you do any anything with art? I guess a uh, little bit here and there. You know, I do I do some canvases for some homies that come in town just for them to take home or something like that. You know, vice versa. Um, but I do, I do canvas a little bit here and there, and, uh, that's pretty much about the artistic as I go, artistic ability as I go with, it's pretty much it. <laughs> cool. Just canvas work. I don't do 
shows or anything like that. You know, I'd like to get into them, but it's not my forte at the moment. Nice. So, um, this might this might be a weird question, but how did your how did your style evolve? Like you sort of got your own your own style, and I'm just wondering sort of how it how it came about. Uh, how how. <laughs> I'm going to have to sit here and think about that one, man. Um, I wouldn't, you know? I mean, how has it evolved, I guess? Uh, how has my style evolved? Uh, you know, I've, I've called influence, you know. I'm not saying I'm, I've never claimed to be a, the most original writer ever. I, I don't think I'm a, an original writer, you know. I just think that I'm a graffiti writer, just like everybody else pretty much. But, you know, I, I do... I have to say, you know, I, me and my, my crew, MFK, are really trying to push, and Law's crew, but, uh, you know, mostly MFK, uh, we're really trying to push something different as a collective, you know, as a family, and, and try to, you know, it, I, I guess, suppose, get recognized for doing something different on the rails and stuff, and, uh, you know, I, I, I vibe off of all my crewmates, and uh, I try not to look at, you know, anybody else's graffiti, because that's how, you know, that's just pretty much how you catch influence from somebody else. And I'm not really trying to do, I'm not trying to catch influence from the next person. I'm trying to, you know, catch influence from, you know, my crews and stuff and vibe off what they're doing and things like that. And, um, you know, I I don't know, really, (laughs) you know, that's pretty much it is, uh, I, how my style evolved. I just, you know, there was a guy that was doing a lot of things, uh, Kodak, and this guy Scar 1.0 that we're doing some things here in uh, in Tennessee at the time when I was really uh you know crawling under bridges and taking flicks and looking at some stuff and you know I really just I caught a lot of influence from what those guys were doing because it was really different like it was something that I've never seen before you know what I mean it I, I've looked at all these old school writers and they're super fucking dope and they got so much flavor and style but I've never like I've never seen anything like what those guys were doing and I just pretty much just kind of took it and I was like you know that's really dope I'd like to kind of do something like that I want to tweak my stuff and and you know make it a little different add a couple of extensions and add an extra highlight when needed and you know do things like that I, I think it's it's pretty dope you know what I mean yeah yeah so um who I mean in the very very beginning who were your influences who were the writers that inspired you and made you want to paint graffiti oh man there's plenty of them uh there's plenty of them out there i got i got lists for days um you know i remember going into the yards when i was younger and uh you know i'd always see uh, every every fucking time i'd go in there i'd see ichabod like there would not be a time where i didn't go into the yard where there wouldn't be like an, an ick fucking end to end or you know like a skull or a streak or something like that you know what i mean i, I thought that dude was pretty dope i you know i caught a, a lot of inf- you know like influence i like i said i try not to catch a lot of influence from uh from other writers you know what i mean i try to stay strictly in between you know my crews and stuff and try to vibe off them as a collective i think that that means the most man i think that definitely that builds your style as a crew yeah, maybe you, maybe not influence, more like uh, respect, I guess. Oh man. Um, or inspire. I got respect for plenty of writers. There's so many writers out there that I, I love looking at and have phenomenal work and are killing it. You know what I mean? Um, 
You know, like I said, Ichabod's one of them. Uh, Lies, Worm, all at A2M. We're doing fucking huge things. When I was catching them on the line, Cy. And, uh, you know, Cy catching old size 21 stuff when he was doing real wild technical things. That was pretty dope. Um, you know, I got I got respect for plenty of riders, you know what I mean? My, my dude Kerr's really doing some different things. I know you know him. Yeah. He seems like a great guy. And uh, the ETC, those guys are doing fucking, look at their fonts, man. They're they're phenomenal. <laughs> and they do really good work. And, um, you know, just there's a lot of writers out there. Like I said, the list goes on for days, but those are a couple of them that kind of come to mind. Cool. Do you remember um, the first train you saw, the first piece you saw? Uh, the first piece that I saw was... I got flicks of it. It was a fable on a Southern Pacific flat. Ooh. And I remember seeing that. It was like a burgundy outline with a khaki fade. And it was it was pretty it's pretty mind blowing at the time and it still is, you know, it's still one of those freights that I always go back in my books and I look at it and I'm like, Man, that's that's fucking dope. <laughs> you know, that was pretty much one of the first ones those and uh you know, catching you know, old A two M stuff. Lewis and Ghouls and all those guys. Cool. Um, and when, let's see, you said you started painting in 96, 97. Do you remember your first piece? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember my first piece. Um, there used to be this this metal tin, like, barn that was up the street from my dude's house. And uh, we would always cruise back there, and there was some dirt jumps and uh we'd always ride our bikes back there and you know do these dirt jumps and act stupid and there's this like i said there's a metal barn and they had some old sloppy just you know bobby loves susan and all sorts of just fucking <laughs> redneck tags and stuff like that <laughs> i remember um going going up to the local paint shop and racking some paint and me and my dude went back up there and uh you know just painted some pieces i think i might still have a flick in my first piece i can't quite remember i have to go back and look through some of my flick books but yeah that was pretty much i do remember that first piece it was like it was a horrible horrible color scheme and it was watered down by all means dude it was (laughs) like a dark hunter green outline with cherry red fill with like these pink highlights or or tuscan sunset or salmon highlights or something like that with like a black background it was horrendous but but you know nothing will ever take that away because that was my first piece and i just remember remember seeing that or i remember i remember being there and doing that you know what i mean it was just like it was i was doing something wrong i fucking it was that it was that thing it was the thing to do cool so um i know you don't want to give out you know don't give out anything that's incriminating but what was your what did you write what was your first piece uh, what was my first piece? Like this Hunter Green piece. What was the? What did it say? Oh man, it <laughs> said it said <laughs> it said ply p l i e. Nice. That that was the one. <laughs> ply, yeah, and and that color scheme, and it was gross as hell, but <laughs> <laughs> nice. And that was the one. Yep, ply. There was a couple ply pieces out on that on that barn, and then there was this eighteen wheeler. Um, like right next to it that we kind of did a couple things inside and out but 
yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> cool. So, um, how did you hook up with the writers? Who was the first writer that you met? Uh, first writer that I met uh, was my dude who writes NARS. Uh, a close friend of mine, man. Me and me and that guy go way back. He's my best friend, and you know he's just one of those dudes that we'd always go and get in trouble with and act stupid. And uh, <laughs> he he was the first guy that I met writing, and we actually didn't meet writing. We met uh, skating, and but and then it just kind of turned into graffiti after that. Pretty much, we went to school together, and we'd always go in the bathrooms and try to battle each other on. Ha- who had the most tags up in the bathroom and in the hallways and on the lockers and stupid shit like that. But yeah, that, you know, that, that was definitely, that, that was my dude. That's the, that's the first dude that I started writing with or I met writing, if you will. So do you still skate? A little bit here and there. Yeah. I got, got this little, little box up in my, in my lawn right now. It's a little box rail, a little fun box and shit. It's pretty fun to skate on, on occasions. <laughs> nice. it's, I skate a little bit here and there. Cool. Um, so, you know how has how has the scene changed since you started? How has the scene changed since I've started? Um, in graffiti in general, and you know specifically on freights. Oh man, I could go for days. Um, you know, the scene has changed pretty good bit. I think uh, I think the internet's definitely taken over. 98% of what, you know, graffiti is nowadays and people's perspectives on graffiti, if you will. Um, you know, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Um, you know, it, it definitely the internet for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I could go on to my perspectives about, you know, how graffiti's changed and stuff. I'm not going to because I don't want to catch any hate or anything like that. You know how people are fucking get butt hurt about things, but it's just my opinion. But at the same time, you, you never know. <laughs> but you know, I uh, graffiti has changed. It's like to me, you know, I've I'm not, you know, I get on the internet occasionally. Like one of my dudes will hit me up. He's like, oh, you know, one of your freights got benched. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll check it out. It might might be a. Uh, a, you know, a night flick that I that I have, and I need a day flick, and somebody's got a day flick of it, and I'd love to see it in the daytime, you know. And and hold on, give me one second. I found a beer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think I think that the internet um, has played a pretty big role in the change of graffiti in the last couple of years. I think it turns, you know, fucking toys into kings, and like. Two weeks, if, if you know what I mean. It's like somebody get on there and like post the hundred freights they did that year, and everybody thinks that they're the the new thing. You know what I mean? Instead of people actually learning their history and and actually you know doing time and benching and and really taking taking the rails seriously, man. You know, it's no joke. A lot of people, you know, like myself and other people that I know, it's it's a lifestyle. It's it's a life in general, man. It's it's the shit and something that will never get taken away and I just see so many people you know you know people just like like I said you know turn turns toys into kings and uh in two weeks you know it's it's a huge change and I think people you know need to learn some history and some uh some knowledge of the fact of what they're doing you know whether you're painting the streets and or you're painting freights you know you need to learn who your founding fathers were and and you know pretty much recognize that you know don't go over people that you shouldn't go over and fucking 
you know, just learn what's right, learn the steps, you know what I'm saying, learn, learn the, the real, you know, I'm not saying there's any rules in graffiti, because if you think about it, there's not, but there are ethics, you know, there's things that you should go by and things like that, and uh, that's pretty much it, is, is I think that's pretty much taken over, and uh, I see, oh, I'm probably going to get hated on, but, you know, I see a lot, I'll, I'll go bench, and I just see the same thing same stuff kind of regurgitated over and over it just kind of looks the same i mean that like i said there's a lot of writers out there doing some fucking phenomenal work and i could go on about who's doing those kind of things but you know i just see i see things uh in a, in a different perspective if you will you know i i look at it uh, a lot of things is just kind of like a uh a regurgitated like somebody's already done it you know what i mean i, I think yeah. people need to um need to step back and, and really figure out what they want to do. You know what I mean? You know, some people know what they want to do. Fucking like graffiti graffiti. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. But I, I look at it as, you know, there's no rules in graffiti. There's, uh, it, it's a fucking aerosol can that's in your hand. You can do whatever you want. Like you can do whatever styles you want to do. You can be innovative, be creative. You know, everybody's got minds. Think about, you know, something different, try some new tricks and things like that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just, I'd like to see a little more, um, originality in graffiti and a little, just things that you know, people try in different tricks, diff, you know, different things in general. Um, but you know, other than that, that's pretty much it on that topic. <laughs> I could go on for, I can go on for a minute about it, but, oh man, I don't, you know, I don't know. I guess, I guess pretty much everybody's got different ethics. Um, you know, I, pretty much like I said, man, just kind of learn your history, know your founding fathers, don't go over people you shouldn't, you know what I mean? The rails are getting wrecked nowadays with graffiti. You you can't go bench a line or catch a line that doesn't have 98% of graffiti like on each car, man. It's it's pretty out of control. And in a, in a, in a way, it's fucking awesome because it means that, you know, the game's growing. And in some ways, that's a really good thing. But you know, shit's getting really flooded, you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't really go into ethics because I've, I've got my opinions and, you know, everybody's got different ethics that they want to look at, I suppose. Maybe maybe nobody wants to listen to mine, you know what I mean? Maybe I don't want to <laughs> listen to the next dudes, but, you know, <laughs> people people know what that, uh, you know about their ethics and stuff like that, or you should at least, you know, don't go over people you shouldn't and, you know, fucking... Yeah, do a burner. <laughs> cool. All right. So, um, yeah, what about uh, what about making money off graffiti? What about marketing it and capitalizing on it? Are you going to well, be a full-time graffiti writer? Well, think about it this way. You know, with the economy being so fucked as it is, you know, why not make money off, off your graffiti? You know, if you can, why, why not do that? That's, that's dope. Like, a lot of people hate on that and it's like what do you that's fucking awesome if you can make money <laughs> off the graffiti like you're not selling out by any means that's uh, selling out what the hell are you talking about like you're making money off your graffiti is that not dope like to me i you know i don't make hella money off my graffiti i haven't made any money off my graffiti but hell i'd like to you know it'd <laughs> be awesome and i i mean we got a big MFK's got a big show coming up, and uh, it's in the works. And you know, hopefully, I could bring a little bit out of that. That'd be awesome. I'd love to make a little, uh, a little loot off my uh, off my work if I can. Uh, and like I said, a lot of people are like, "Oh man, fuck that fucking graffiti! 
you shouldn't make any money off your graffiti. You're selling out. Like, graffiti's raw for the streets and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I understand that it is. Like, go bomb. Go do your throw-ups. Fucking wreck shit, dude. Crush shit. You know, it's what graffiti is all about. But at the same time, like, if you can pull in a little loot from your work, then why not do it? It means you're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can pull off, like, a, a really nice production gig and make a little loot off it. Do it, dude. If you, get, if you can put on a show or something like that and you know bring in some money from that like there ain't nothing wrong with that that's that's fucking awesome <laughs> you're bringing in money for yourself from work that you're doing that's and graffiti work at that you know you're not working for the man you're working for yourself cool so you know that's pretty much my perspective on that cool cool um all right do you have any uh good chase stories for us or any stories in general uh good chase stories well, I got a, I got a couple. Um, you know, I got co- maybe a couple bombing stories, and mostly bombing though. I, I've got maybe one or two freight chase stories, but um, either way, um, I'd have to say uh, bombing stories. Uh, me and this dude, Fake, a big mentor of mine here in in Tennessee, uh, old school guy out of Tennessee. Um, me and him were doing this rooftop downtown, and. Uh, you know, everything was cool. We got up there. Everything was good, great, grand, and wonderful. Uh, sitting there picking out our colors and shit like that. We were doing a matching color scheme. doing a. We were, we were a crew at the time um, some years ago, and we were going to do a crew in the middle and doing, you know, pretty much trying to do a production up on this rooftop. It was stupid. We shouldn't have done it, but, you know, we thought we could. So we get up there, and everything's cool. And we start piecing, and I'm about halfway through my piece, and I look down. And there's three cops sitting in the parking lot of the building that we're at staring at us, like literally outside their car watching us paint. And I sit there and I'm like, yo, you know, I was, I was telling my dude, like, yo, man, we got some problems, you know. He's like, what? He's sitting there ducking down. And then he sees the cop and he's like, we kind of sat there for a second. We didn't make any drastic moves. We like got down and we were chilled out and we were like, all right, we got to figure out what the fuck we're going to do now. So we were chilling. We sit there for about two minutes. Pack all our shit up. I, I pop my head up again. They're still there. And I said, all right, man, the only thing we can do is pretty much dip. So so they just we, sat there and watched you? I mean, they didn't. They, they just sat there and watched us. Didn't do shit. Not knowing that there was other cops surrounding the building on the other side. Oh, so there was okay. pretty much no way that we could get out of the situation. It was, you know, pretty ridiculous. So I'm like, all right. So we jumped up over the roof. And it was like this slanted rooftop, and then we were painting this center block wall that was holding the rooftop up on top of this other rooftop. So, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, we jumped up on top of the, the second roof, and we we get there, and I look down, and there's four squad cars with their spotlights on the building on the other side. So, they're pretty much spotting us. Like, we're, we're sitting here in the, in the light. So, <laughs> we're like, all right, well, fuck, you know, like, okay, you know, we kind of... I looked at him, he looked at me, and we said, fuck it. So we jumped down to the second roof, and I fell through. Like, fell all the way through the roof. And it wasn't like a huge, it wasn't like no two-story drop or nothing like that. But it, was, it was a reasonable drop. It kind of shook me. I fell, and he's still on top of the roof. And he's like, yo, dude, are you fucking okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just kind of startled for a second. I'm sitting there, like, in this this shed with, like, all these razor blades, like, all these butcher (laughs) knives and all. Dude, it was, 
I didn't know where the fuck we were at, man. It was, it was like a slaughterhouse. So anyways, we ended up splitting up. He's he's already off the route, drunk. He's already off the route, running down this track, like these three main lines. It's UPMB and SF main line, and uh, he's sitting there charging down them. I said, like after I I hear when we talked on the phone, I'm still in this butcher shop. Wait, and so I'm they didn't there. they didn't chase him though. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because that's we broke up at the time. Like he he was split, and then I was still in the butcher shop. So I, at the time, I didn't know where he was. This is like. I heard some of the stuff, like, I heard about him running down the tracks after, like, when we met back up after this huge... Like, he, d- he didn't notice anyone chasing him? Mm-mm. Wow. Okay. Uh-oh. So, I'm sitting, I'm still sitting in here, and I'm like, all right, fuck it. So, I'm sitting there walking around, and all these spotlights are, like, there's windows going around the whole place, and spotlights are just going through the windows, just hitting me left and right, man. I was like, all right, man, fuck it. So I just booked it out the door, like just ran as fast. I left my bag in there, just ran as fast as I could all the way down the main line. And I'm running and I'm running and I'm running in the car. And they get back in their squad cars. And they're like, by that time, they already got their blue lights on and their, and their spotlights are all up on us, like bouncing off the track and shit. And I run, dude. I'm just running as fast as I can. But here's the thing. They'd have to chase after me because there wasn't an access road. So they're still in their cars and there wasn't anybody on foot at the time. So I ended up hiding out in this brush, and luckily, thank God, this fucking main line came through pretty slow. So I was like, all right, my only chance to get out of here is to hop on this main line. Nice. So I jumped, and, I, and it was, it was a, some hoppers and grainers, like hopper and grainer line on this BNSF. And um, I jumped in there and got in, in the hopper and just sat there and rode it all the way down to the next yard, which is this UP yard. And... Uh, I pretty much got out and I had my cell phone on me and I like when we got in the yard, I knew exactly where to go because, you know, I painted that yard. So I was pretty familiar on where the ins and out, out ins and outs were. And uh, I ended up getting out and everything was cool. I walked down to this gas station and uh, buck in my dude. I, I was trying to hit up my dude and I couldn't get a hold of him. I couldn't get a hold of him. And finally, after about an hour, he gave me a call and he's like, I'm back in the car now. I got chased a little more, like the cops saw me running and shit like that. He didn't give me full details on, or it was a minute ago, so I can't remember all the details. But um, I just remember him. He him meet me back up at the gas station, and we cracked a forty immediately and went back to his crib, and we're just sitting there, just clowning, <laughs> just laughing our ass off. But it wasn't really a chase story. Like I just pretty much ran. They didn't chase us super, super hard, but it it was definitely something interesting for sure. <laughs> uh falling through a roof is a good thing. That's that makes for a good story. Yeah, thank God it didn't fall on like one of those butcher knives or something, man. That would have been rough. And they were all rusty. Oh, uh, it was <laughs> it was it was pretty interesting. But yeah, they didn't they didn't come into the building or nothing like that. They like sat outside their car and then after they saw us on foot they they got back in their car and started kind of chasing us a little bit, but that's when that train came through and saved me, saved me pretty good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah but there's many more. That's just the one that I remember. I guess it was because of the, the slaughterhouse or something like that. But, so what was that place? I have no clue. I really have no clue at all. I went back that day and saw it unfinished and then I went back the next day because I didn't have my camera and they buffed the building already. So I suppose it was still in use. I thought it was abandoned, but 
Yeah, the rooftop got buffed. I guess maybe the cops went and told the people the next day that there was people painting on top of the roof or something, but I can't quite remember. I just remember going two days later and it was buffed, and I was like, oh, fuck. Did they patch the hole in the roof? Uh, I I don't know. I haven't gone back on that (laughs) roof since. (laughs) I'd be my guess they probably did. Cool. Well, yeah, if you... um... Do you have any any others you want to share? Um, let me think here. Um, I, it's nothing I like I, a good chase story. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Um, let me brainstorm real quick. I know I got a couple, but um, let me think about I, I, pre, fairly recently. I think like end of last year, I had a pretty good freight one, but I can't remember um, exactly what the details were. <laughs> um, let me think. Let me think. I really can't think of any other ones right right off the bat, actually. I guess you'll have to get back. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> All right. That's cool. Um, have you ever found anything interesting in the yards? Anything weird or any any run-ins with hobos? I found something really fucked up once. <laughs> really, really fucked up to the point where it like it definitely scarred me for sure. Um, I, was in the, I was in this yard in Mississippi and I haven't told many of people this story because I don't think anybody's going to believe me, but I saw it with my eyes, and if I had my camera, I don't know if I would have taken a picture of it or not. It was kind of fucked up, but I was in this yard by myself um, out in Mississippi in uh, this kind of cutty yard spot that I used to paint uh, a couple years back. It's not a yard anymore. They tore up all the tracks and stuff, but when it was in use, it got great boxcars, and I'd go out there and paint. And I uh, went back there, and I was out there by myself, and I was doing this UP flat, and I was real stoked on it because I'd never painted UP flat before at the time. And uh, I was sitting there painting, and everything was cool. You know, so it was in the daytime, too. It was a good day spot, and uh, I was painting. And then I went on to a next one. I painted an auto rack. And when I got done, I did two, and I got done. I'm walking back. I didn't go the way that I came. I walked this other way and because, um, like, where I parked – I walked down into the yard, and I was going to see what kind of cars were there. And then I was coming back up to where my car was. It kind of made a loop on where the entrance was. And uh, I was walking up under this bridge, and it was kind of getting, like, dark a little bit. It was about, like, 5, 5.30, something like that. And uh, I'm sitting here walking. Everything's cool. Good, great, grand, and wonderful. I'm chilling. I'm super stoked on painting these cars and shit. And uh, I'm sitting here, and the I was walking, I smelled something real funny. I'm like, what the fuck? It kind of smells like weird. And I started looking around. And I'm like, because this is a bumblefuck out in the middle of nowhere, like redneck. You'll hear gunshots occasionally and people hooting and hollering <laughs> and shit. You know, it's one of those those crazy freight spots. But, uh, you know, I was like, all right, I was sitting there and started smelling it again. And I looked over to my right and I, dude, no, no fucking joke. It was a human head severed. <laughs> No, no fucking joke. Like, no, literally, uh, it's like scarred me hands down for, I I try not to tell anybody because they usually don't. They're like, nah, bullshit. That didn't really happen. But I saw it with my own eyes, man. It It was real fucked up. Severed head, like, over by these rocks. And after that, dude, I just, I was like, all right. I got to pick up my pace. Like, I don't know where the fuck I am right now. It was kind of like on the outskirts of the yard a little bit. And, uh, I just I pretty much got in my car and, and booked out as soon as possible. <laughs> it was it was rough, dude. It was definitely fucked up. <laughs> so was it like 
I, I don't want you to describe it in too many details, but like freshly severed or been there for a while severed? It's, no, it's been there for a while. Like I, I kind of went over there and, and I didn't like sit there and put my nose in it, but like <laughs> I went over there and, you know, scoped it out and it was, there was flies all over the shit and gnats and all sorts of fucking shit all over it. I could barely see it, but I know, I know it was a human head. I mean, if you saw it, human head on the ground, you know that it was human. It wasn't no it wasn't a cow, it wasn't a dog, it wasn't a fucking cat. It was real life. This is it was serious. It was pretty rough, dude. Definitely <laughs> definitely scarred me. So every single time like the last two years after that, damn this was this was about this was right when I moved back to Tennessee, so um I know it wasn't ridiculously long ago, but I just, ever since then, man, I've always kind of looked out, looked around just to see if I saw anything on the ground, man, because that shit really glitched me. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, but, yeah. yeah. There's there's one to tell. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can't top that. Yeah, man, that was rough, but <laughs> oh well. So, um, yeah, on that note, um, what do you think about the whole, you know, freight culture outside of graffiti? The freight culture outside of graffiti? Yeah, so like you know, hobos. Um, oh man, um, I I love it. Streaks, hobos, like the whole culture, nature, everything. Just fucking, it, you know, you're the the beginnings of the freight of freight culture. You know, hobo streaks and uh, you know Herbie and Colossus of Rhodes and you know it's Bozo Texino. You know what I mean? It's it's classic. You can't beat it. It's originated from hobos and uh you know it's it's their shit it's the freights are the hobo culture and we're just the people that kind of started painting on it but they were definitely before us and i give them all of my utmost respect like to the fullest um for those kind of things you know i love seeing old streaks i love seeing hobos jump off trains when you're in the yard and you just want to <laughs> go over there and stop and and talk to them because you know they've got stories that you've never even, you wouldn't even dreamed of, you know what I mean? And they've seen things that we've probably never even seen. You know, they've probably seen millions of severed heads. You never know. <laughs> really, probably. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, like, I, I, I love it. I love, I love uh, anything about the railroad and definitely, you know, hobos and the whole hobo culture is a, a huge, huge impact on freights and freights right now in general, the co the culture right now, it's the, is the beginning and start of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you, do you correspond with any hobos or any of the old? Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a guy that does streaks here that was an old railroad ho hobo. He's not so much anymore. He works in a train yard here now, but he, um, he's, he's a real cool dude. He, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, the wind warrior. He does, he does like this lady with this chick with this angel with tits and these angel wings. Yeah. But, I, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys have probably seen some of the streaks. Um, but yeah, that guy, he, he lives around my parts and, uh, you know, he's, he's been a huge impact. You, you can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere in any of the train yards, whether it's a cutty spot or a local, you know, city spot and not see his streaks on every single fucking train, like every single one of them at all times. I mean, there's been times where I've been in the yard and I sit there and I like, I'll kind of touch my finger on it. It's fresh, you know, it's just like, oh, it's super dope, man. It's just that, that feeling, you know, it's awesome. 
it's and pretty... he's, he's still active? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge. Hugely active. He, he does all sorts of things. He does them a lot on crossings now and stuff. You can see them on crossings and abandoned buildings and freights and also just spikes on the ground. Like I, pick, I even got a spike at my house that has a Wind Warrior little streak on it just for shits and giggles just to have as like a you know collector because it's so it's so dope man it's pretty pretty cool seeing those kind of things that's cool all right so um you you know you've been painting a while what was what was the best year for graffiti the best year for graffiti yeah oh man um i don't know every every like every year's a good year for graffiti (laughs) you know you you see new cats come out and you see, you know, just new things in general, new writers and all sorts of shit, man. It's, I don't know. Every year is a good year pretty much. I can't really pinpoint a, a good year um, for graffiti. You talking about maybe like for myself or just for the culture in general, just for graffiti in general? Um, I, I guess I was thinking more for yourself. But, for myself? Yeah. Uh, what was, hmm, what was a good year for graffiti? I don't know. I, uh, I was living in the Midwest um, back in 05 and 06 for a couple, for about two years. And uh, me and my homie Timber, you know, my fucking partner and soulmate, and uh, me and that dude really did a lot of things and got a lot of things going for, um, you know, ourselves and then the crew. Everything was just really, like, vibing real well. Everybody was, like, really active. And I'm not saying everybody's real active now, but there was just that, that vibe that was just, pumping for those like two years everything was like there was a lot of things going on every you know every every day every weekend there was uh there was something going on you know me and like timber would hit me up fucking we got these cars in the spot right now we got these you know boston and mains and we got you know like this berlin mills and i'm like oh fuck dude like he's like yeah there's like three or four (laughs) berlin mills in the spot right now and i'm like dude i just dropped everything that i was doing at the time and would drive straight to you know where he was staying and we'd get some work done. Like it was just, it was, it was, it was, we were vibing. Everything was gravy, you know, everything was real dope. And, uh, and a lot of things were going on. We got a lot of good cars in those two years and did a lot of traveling to, to paint certain type of cars. And I think that's a huge thing that, that, you know, needs to be done too, is, uh, traveling, traveling to get certain cars that you can't get, you know, there's certain cars that I can't get down South, but you know, I can, I know I can hit somebody up somewhere else and, you know, hopefully they'll put me onto the spot or put me onto, you know, one of their cars and then I'll, I'll trade the favor. You know what I mean? That's, that's, you know, that's, that's one thing too that I really love about the game is, uh, or train, train game in general, in general, if you even want to call it a game, like, you know, it's pretty much a weird word to describe it, but you know, and I don't don't really (laughs) like using the culture, you know, this is our freight culture. I guess it is, if you will, but you know, it's, that's, what's really dope about it is, you know, like, a certain type of reefer or something like that that you can't you know you can't get on your lines that you know if you got a homie that can get them it's like fuck you know i want to come through and paint these with you and then you know if i get a certain type of car i'll hit you up and you come through too and i think that's pretty pretty dope and that's you know one of the reasons why i love it so much man it's just you know getting certain cars but anyways that that's off the topic but um you know oh uh about you know I just remember, like, specifically and everything, got everything flicked and photoed and, you know, just, like, 05 and 06 was a pretty big thing, you know what I mean? I wasn't really familiar with the Midwest too much, so it was cool to cool to venture off and do something different outside of the South and, uh, 
you know, handle some business with my crew and, and you know, my dudes and stuff. So, cool. Yeah, definitely those years for sure. So do you, um, do you have a favorite car? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I like, uh, if you had to I pick like, one, if I had to pick one, man, I really like, uh, mid, mid seventies cars. Um, they got like the, the top hats to them. I don't, you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I call yeah. them top hats. <laughs> got like, uh, I really like Corinth and Counts a lot. Um, I really like Berlin Mills. I really like Ashley Drew and Northerns. Um, I really like uh, Port of Galveston's and uh, East St. Louis Junctions and Bay Lines and uh, you know just all, there's all sorts of type of cars I can go into, but those are you know mid seventies, early early eighties cars that the weathering on them like you can't beat it. You know the logo's still there, it's bleeding through a little bit. The rust marks are like just perfect. It's not overbearing. So when you paint a piece, your piece is gonna soak halfway into the car, but you know, they're just, they're perfect weathering, man. It's fucking, and, you know, most of them are restamped right now, which is kind of sad because it's kind of hard to find one of those original stamped cars, you know, CICs and, you know, some of the original, uh, like Baylines, ASAB and, um, you know, Berlin Mills as BM. And just, you know, not too long ago, I called an original stamp Berlin, uh, Berlin Mills and I was fucking jumping for joy on that shit, man. I was, <laughs> I was super stoked on that because I usually catch them you know, GMRC or HS or EEC, because EEC is buying out all the fucking mid-70s and uh, early 80s cars right now. But, you know, I, yeah, pretty much those cars. I, I like those uh, those years. I think those were good years for freights, and now the weathering's top-notch on them. So cool. <laughs> I, could go on, I can go on for days. So spe- speaking about, on the, about the weathering, have you caught any of your freights that you painted, you know, maybe in 96 or 97 that still still writing uh i call i caught one and um i caught one i did and the re- like the oldest one i probably caught was in 98 i did when i was writing a different word and it was on i remember i got a flick of it and i went back when i called it and uh i was checking out right when i freshly painted it and stuff like that and it was it was i'm trying to think what kind of car it was now fucking what was it uh oh, i was on a port of saint joe and it was the khaki with the uh, it was a cream color with the stonewashed denim logo, and uh, it was in pretty pristine condition when I painted it. I remember going back and looking at that flick, and I actually just called it not too long ago um, on BNSF Mainline, and I got a flick of it, and I went back and matched the photos, and it was it was pretty funny. You know, you couldn't really see that it was me. I was painting real small back then and stuff. It was an old. It was like one of my first you know, 20 freights I did or something like that. I don't know, but, um, you know, it was, but I just remember comparing those flicks and seeing the weathering on the car and it was the rust marks were bleeding all over it and shit. And, but it was still dope that it was, it hasn't gotten gone over, which I don't give two shits about, but it was just cool. That it was still riding around, you know, and I yeah. got those, those memories for it. And I thought that was, that was pretty cool. So you painted it and caught it in the same place, same yard, 10 years later. Yep. That's yep. Cool. Yeah, it was it was wild. Probably like a couple cars down from where I painted it back, you know, in '98. <laughs> I thought that was that was pretty interesting. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, what do you love most about graffiti? Like, what's uh, what do you love most about it? The game. <laughs> uh, I I it's it's so free, man. You know, there's no there's not the manned 
the man telling you what to do and your boss. Like, there's no fucking boss in graffiti. You can do whatever the fuck you want to. It's it's so free and it's so fun and you know it's the best live expression that I've I've ever felt, man. It's so so dope dude so free and there's so many like i said you can do anything with an aerosol can there's no like specific way to paint like and that's the way i've always looked at things you know that's why some of my stuff's probably wilder than others is because i i don't i don't let anything stop me from doing you know what i want to do there's not no certain way that you got to paint you know paint whatever the way you want to paint you know what i mean and that's pretty much it that's pretty much the you know the way i look at it shit you know just do it, do what you want to do. And, uh, you know, don't, don't live by any like guidelines or, you know, the way is a certain way you got to do things like, no, there's not, you can do it, anything that you want to do whenever you want to do it. Nobody can stop you from doing that shit. So, you know, that's pretty much uh, the way I, I, I look at things, I suppose. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I have any other questions actually. So, <laughs> um, I'm kind of all out. Do you have anything you want to say in closing? Uh, well, uh, I don't. I, I don't know how to do a closing. <laughs> what do you do? Get shout outs. <laughs> shout outs are good. Um, I don't know. You know, uh, pretty much. You know, like I said, man, just fucking, you know, know your roots, know where you came from. You know, respect respect other writers that came before you for sure. You know what I mean with the. With the sport growing, the sport, the game, if you will, the the culture, you know, whatever you want to call it, graffiti in general, the freight, freights are growing so so rapidly. Um, you know, just just respect it, man, and, and know where you came from, and you know, represent your crews to the fullest, and fucking don't go around with a, a heavy head trying to beef with everybody. You know, and I'm like fuck all that shit, dude. Like it's pointless. You know, I, I always look at life like you only live once. Like, what's the point of beefing what's the point of beefing online i mean i understand you gotta handle your business and handle your own when need be you know what i'm saying but you know, there's no point in going around with a heavy head and shit and acting like some kind of fool buster dude you know just fucking do your thing and enjoy life and you know fucking enjoy freights dude because they ain't they ain't gonna be there too much longer intermodals are taking over the planet <laughs> so you know cherish it while you can man you know what i mean and I, I uh, that's pretty much all I gotta say. I got I got big ups to uh, MFK crew and Lost Crew. Those are my people, um, and everybody else, you know, in the game doing things for the right reasons, man. You know, keep killing shit and fucking wrecking shop. And uh, yeah, appreciate the interview, man. You know, good looking out on this, Deja. You're the homie, and uh, you know, fucking yeah. That's pretty much all I gotta say. Good looking out on everything, man. That's that's real dope. So again, special thanks to Pacer for for the interview, um, and special thanks to all of those who are supporting the website and helping out, um, helping keep this project alive, and thanks to all of you who are listening. So uh, we will see you next week. Thanks. <laughs>